Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. This is Fred Goldstein with Health Innovation Media, and I'm here at the Florida Association of ACOs 2017 Annual Conference, and I'm joined by Craig and Gray, the Chief Medical Officer of Salem Health. Welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here as well to join us. You just presented an interesting uh, study, but let's first get into Salient Health. What is it that you do, and what kind of services do you provide ACOs? Salient Health is a performance management company supported by a very, very vigorous um, analytic and data visualization system. And so when you talk about performance management, you were, this, this particular study talked about a, a, a certain area. What sort of things do you mean by that? Well, I mean visualizing data within the context of the accountable care organization where a particular physician, practitioner within the organization can see their performance quarter by quarter, month by month, as compared to what they were the previous quarter or the previous year or the previous month. And we discussed this, it was kind of an interesting approach. Instead of saying, I'm comparing you to the group, or here's how you stand within your population of physicians like you, you compare them to themselves over time, which is really a way, maybe a nicer way to push improvements in behavior? Well, we think so, because the, ba- the baseline benchmark may be just average performance. But quite frankly, physicians always prefer to be above average. And to do that, they need to compare themselves to themselves as they continue even beyond the benchmark. Right. It's, it's, it's almost like a population health initiative because at the end of the day, you're moving a group of physicians by individually looking for each one to improve their performance. Well, indeed. Healthcare is personal. Healthcare is individual. And the individual physician is a benchmark unto themselves as they continue this progress of population health and performance improvement. So what sorts of areas are you finding the most opportunity for improvement with these physicians and are you focusing on now? Well, what we're focusing on now and what our recent presentation has described is performance improvement in the post-acute care setting. And obviously it's a big area for, for providers and they're all trying to figure out how do I link up and connect and improve the health for those folks that are suddenly outside in the sniff or other. And so you're pulling that data in and providing it to them. Yes, in fact, we have, we have shown and the public data shows that post-acute care expenses are equal to or greater than the acute care expenses themselves. Therefore, they're very important from a physician's point of view for the quality of the patient care, better outcomes, as well as, by the way, doing this, you'll save some money. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much for explaining a little about Salient Health and uh, looking forward to getting some more information on the study as well. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Fred Goldstein with Health Innovation Media, and I'm here at the Florida Association of ACOs 2017 Annual Conference, and I'm joined by Amy Koch from Saline Health, and you just presented a really interesting lunch topic on some data and analytics work you did for an ACO. So tell us a little bit about the study. Thank you. So we did a transition care management analysis because we know that the post-acute care setting is something that physicians are struggling with. It's something out of their realm or out of their wheelhouse. So hospitals take these patients in, they don't turn them back to their primary care physician where they're comfortable, where the doctor can take care of them. So we wanted to prove that when a transition visit occurs post-discharge, that the physician can make an impact on savings and readmission rates. 
So this was really looking at how do you take a primary care doctor and get them back integrated into this system and to document and then you were able to document that you saw improvements in the results by doing that. So what sort of improvements did you see? So there were really interesting findings. These were initial studies and what we found was essentially there are huge savings to be had when a transition visit occurs within one to two weeks post-discharge and um, we found that on average with Palm Beach ACO's data that they save about $1,800 when a transition visit is rendered. And when it occurs within that one week time frame, they saved almost $2,000. So the savings go up when you see them at a sooner period in time. And um, those are actual savings you get when you render that code. That's great. And, and so in essence, this wasn't a small study. You didn't look at 500 patients. What was the total number in this? So this ACO, Palm Beach ACO, has 60,000 beneficiaries, and we looked at total discharges from this SNF inpatient and observation settings, and these were discharges to the home setting. And we found that there were 73,000 discharges in the year of 2016, and we looked to see out of those who were discharged, how many actually had the transition visit rendered. And as you also pointed out, those who were seen earlier, who you got into the primary care doctor, or they got into the primary care doctor to see for a TCM visit, had even better results than at the first week than those who were seen the second week. Yeah, um, there, it's just a better finding that when you see these patients, so when you render a transition visit, you need to make an initial contact with those patients within 72 hours, and then you can render the service. Um, and then that service entails quite a bit. It's medication reconciliation. You need to ensure if the patient has home health, um, if that's necessary for them, because the primary care physician is the one who could redact that prescription for home health. So um, there's a lot that happens within that transition visit, but we found that if it occurs within one week, you're making a bigger impact on that patient. And obviously, as you pointed out, that's a pretty comprehensive visit. So that at the end of the day, if people were to, to set that up more frequently and get those visits in more, they would result in even greater savings to their ACO. Right. Um, so what we found is there are many ACOs that have initiatives, but it's really hard for them to put them forth because the doctors just simply can't put them put these patients into their schedules. They see 25 patients a day. Right. You're telling them to see three or four more a day. They say, well, I can't fit them in my schedule. So um, what happens is you need to show that there is proof that seeing these patients post-discharge actually has savings. These TCMs or transition visits have a higher weight to them, so they're paying these patients or these physicians more uh, for rendering these services. And um, by showing them this, they actually will make room in their schedule to accommodate it, or they'll hire a nurse practitioner to accommodate for some of these auxiliary visits. So the key is to get the visit in, right. start doing those visits more, whether by a nurse practitioner or a physician. And then by doing that, you're not only going to get additional reimbursement because of the visit itself and all of the work they have to do around that visit, but they're going to see downstream savings from uh, fewer costs for those individual patients. Right. And um, when the primary care physician sees those patients after what we call a never event, you never want to go to the hospital. And when you finally see your primary care physician after that event, you feel comforted. It's like they saved you. When you see someone for an emergency, they become a patient for a life. So... I mean, by doing this visit, you're helping the patients, you're increasing patient satisfaction because they know someone's got their back. Um, a lot of times they're discharged from the hospital with charts, you know, this thick. They don't know what to make of it. So having someone translate that for you, putting it in the context in an office setting, not the hospital setting, makes comprehension a little bit easier. So it's an overall win-win.
Well, that's great. And you've actually touched on an issue uh, that's near and dear to my heart, which is, which is this whole thing about health literacy and comprehension. And obviously, people leave the hospital, they may remember nothing on their way out. So if you can get them into the doctor, the doctor can spend some time with them, go through this much more comprehensive visit, they get it, you get a better outcome, both from your clinical practice as well as their ability to comprehend and respond to your treatment recommendations. Definitely. No, patients are more satisfied when they see the doctor that they've seen for years, um, they're comfortable, they understand their language so there's no language barrier and when you're in the hospital you're upset you can't listen to what's going on you're, you're dealing with the immediate situation you don't know the long term you don't know what's in plan for you so the doctor who you've been seeing has a care plan set up for you or should have a care plan mm -hmm. from rendering that annual visit and they make adjustments to it according to your situation so it's important that the doctor becomes comprehensive in all aspects of care, whether it's before and after a surgery that's elective or after a surgery that was non-elective and an emergency, um, any way to get that patient back to the primary care so that they could set them back to baseline. Well, thank you so much for joining us here, Amy, and really another great reason to keep your primary care doctors involved and get them involved, particularly post-hospitalization, and the earlier the better.